Good day and welcome to the Frontline Chatter Podcast. My name is Jarian Gibson. Uh, back again just before the holidays with our special guest co-host, uh, Shane Kleinert. How are you doing today, Shane? Hey, Jarian. Thanks for having me back. Uh, doing good. Doing really good. Actually uh, excited for the holidays, just wrapping up the decorations in the house, knocking off the, uh, the honeydew list and, and excited for the, uh, for the break here. Good. Glad to hear. Um, yeah, I'm excited too as well. Uh, the kids are on break from school. I'm on break from work. So everyone's on a break so we can kind of uh, just relax and recharge before uh, the new year. Um, but let's go ahead and uh, get things started. Why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest today? Sure. Yeah. So excited to have uh, uh, Nico Zeke. Uh, hopefully I didn't butcher your name too bad. It And, uh, and Chuck, uh, Chuck Brady on here from, uh, from Liquid. Uh, so this is a company that, uh, that I'm excited about. Uh, you know, I, I first heard about them uh, through, through Kevin Goodman. We just had a general conversation just about kind of the modern workspace and kind of where things are going. And he said, hey, why don't you guys take a look at, uh, you know, at Liquid? So I spent a little time looking at, at the company and, and kind of, uh, you know, introduced uh, them into the company where I work full time. And we kind of got to dig into the product a little bit. And, and I was excited to, uh, to dig in more and, and talk to Jari and said, Hey, why don't we, you know, have a conversation and, and kind of get them on the podcast. You know, they do a lot of work, a lot of stuff out in Europe and, and they're moving over to the U S. So, and I think they have an interesting perspective on where things are going. So excited to have them here today. That said, uh, it would be great to, uh, for you guys to kind of, you know, get, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about liquid and, uh, what you guys set out to accomplish. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you. So Chuck is up yeah. to you. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> it's just, sorry. I'm, I'm excited to be here and um, just enthusiastic. Um, we appreciate the, uh, the opportunity here for sure. And um, we are uh, a uh, company that's based out of the Netherlands. And um, one of our, our uh, partners alluded to us being the best kept secret for, uh, you know, for the rest of the world, I guess. Um, but, um, you know, Nico can kind of give you the technical overview. I'll kind of give you just some insight. I mean, what really excited me about this company, and I've been here now four months, is the fact that um, although we're relatively little known, we're, we're gaining a lot of momentum right now. Uh, we've got 400 customers, and we are partners with the likes of Microsoft, VMware, Citrix, um, we're developing relationships with Amazon and Google, and um, it just seems to be snowballing uh, lately uh, because we are um, we are starting to impact the world as um, more and more companies move to a anywhere operations or work from anywhere, however you want to coin it. Uh, we are able to facilitate that very easily and uh, efficiently. Um, so from that perspective, um, you know, again, we appreciate the opportunity and I'll, uh, uh, for one thing, I'm, I'm the, I'm the VP of the Americas. So it's my job to grow our organization, uh, here in the U S and central South and North America. So from that perspective, uh, that's my role with me is, uh, Nico Zeke. Nico, why don't you, uh, take it from here? Yeah, well, thank you, Chuck. Um, by the way, Shane, you pronounced my name pretty okay, so pretty happy with that. <laughs> I know, I'm so impressed. You should see the smile on my face. I'm yeah, so yeah, I thought so. I thought you would. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, we're kind of busy these days, so Chuck is filling up my agenda like crazy. Um, so what do we do? 
um, well, first of all, what I do. I've been working uh, at Liquid for the last two and a half years now. It's getting almost three years. Um, feels like one day, but um, now what um, I'm, I'm working at Liquid in the role of Director of Solutions and Technology, which means I'm responsible for the consulting and architecture at Liquid. Um, and I can tell our customers and partners the story about what is a modern workspace. And I think that is where Liquid is focusing on. We try to create the ultimate flexible workspace, um, but then without the limitations of traditional solutions. So not only focusing on on-premise, but also including cloud. Not talking about one solution, but the ability to mix it all up and do there uh, a little bit of app management, workspace management and image deployment in the middle, some single sign-on, and you get an end-to-end -end solution. I think that's what we deliver. So the ultimate flexible workspace. So um, yeah, that's what I do, what we do all day long. So would you say, you know, what you just said, is, is that kind of your, what it means to you for modern workspace? Um, because when we first, when I first got introduced to you, I thought I was just a, a, a workspace aggregator type thing. I wasn't really sure what all you, you, you did until uh, Shane and I got on the call with you and I saw all the things that you guys can do in your, in your stack. So is what you just said, is that what you think take as the modern workspace or does it mean more or something different to you? Well, it, you know, it really does mean more um, in the sense that, um, you know, and, and as we talked before, you know, when somebody asks what you do and we kind of want to give the real quick overview, um, it, it's really about the workspace in the sense that delivering applications to the enterprise um, with, uh, you know, no interruption uh, from any device, just every application running on any platform. So we typically lead with the workspace because, you know, somebody basically wants to kind of categorize you, right? But yeah, you're right. Uh, we are so much more than just a workspace. Um, you know, we like to say that we are disrupting the way that companies deliver and access applications. And that is from a, a broad architectural standpoint and infrastructure standpoint, opposed to just a workspace, right? So from that perspective, um, you know, I like to call us a platform. Um, I like to say that, uh, you know, we take care of everything from IT all the way out to the, to the business unit and um, are, are just basically um, driving the, uh, the business forward as new technologies come, uh, come available. No, I totally agree with you, Chuck. So let's take a look. I think there are a couple of limitations in the way we look at workspaces these days. So everybody is struck in that COVID thing. So everybody has to work from home. Uh, the first step you probably have to do is log on to a centralized VDI system, SBC system, which is pretty much stateless if you're doing it right. On the other end, if you don't do that, you've got to log on with uh, a VPN session or something. Well, that's the first step we want to take out. Um, even before you, you log on, we already have connection. So we have a solution that is available as long as you're internet connected to anything. So for an end user, it's getting more and more easy. So the company slogan is more or less IT like water from the tap. Let's make things so easy for the end user that I don't have to think about it anymore. I think Apple is doing a great job. Download an app, it simply works. That's exactly what we do. But some, um, most likely, what if you do something like that, you get a lot of impossibilities at the back end. 
And I think that's one of the true powers that a model workspace has, that it's also extremely flexible on the back end. So let's take the possibility to add new features, add new functionalities without user disruption. So a user will simply click on something and the IT admin, the consultants, the architects can design whatever they want on the back end. Today, on-premise VDI system, tomorrow in the cloud of workspace and the day after a local application. I shouldn't be caring as an end user. I click on something, I will deliver everything that's required in between the clients, the VPN sessions, the settings, the security uh, access. So I think the modern workspace is more um, than just a set of tools. It's a philosophy like, let's make everything extremely flexible. And on the front end, you will decide as a company how it should look like for your end users. You can do it in a web page, in your start menu, in Microsoft Teams, in SharePoint. You choose extreme flexibility. And I think that's what it's all about. And um, then you get something like true hybrid or give it a name. Yeah, that, that's well said. Uh, both both Nico and Chuck both said it well, um, especially with you guys are so much more than a workspace. It's a platform and um, you know, making sure that users have access to what they need. They don't care where it comes from, but as long as it's easy, I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah, and, it, and it's about, you know, I, I think too often we focus on all the complexities within the enterprise and it's really about the end user and end user computing, right? So from that perspective, right now there's so many tools and you know, the way I look at it, and I've been in this business a while, a lot of these tools are legacy. They don't really provide you with the way to, I don't know, modernize your, uh, your end user computing, right? So, you know, you have the typical um, the progression of System Center and Intune and Res and AppSense and things like that, that great tools and companies have been using them a long time. However, they lack a lot of uh, ability to kind of move to the next level, right? They're more, um, they have blinders on. So from that perspective, we kind of set out to either, um, you know, it, fill the gaps that those types of tools are, are missing, or if the company so chooses, replace those technologies with our platform where it makes it much easier to not only manage your existing environment, your, your current state, but also provide you with the technologies and abilities to move you to your future state, both you know, in the, in the near future as well as in the distant future, because we have an open and flexible architecture that pretty much allows you to integrate with all of the tools that I said, all the above, as well as things like, you know, Admin Studio and, and you know, the tools that you get from um, Windows Virtual Desktop and, and uh, AppStream from, from Amazon and, and Google and, and all that, right? So from that perspective, if you're in a, um, in a situation now where you're, you have a hybrid environment, let's say you have some on-premise Citrix and, you know, maybe you've got some SaaS applications and maybe you're running some applications in the cloud. Uh, what we do is we allow you to kind of aggregate those applications into one single workspace for the users. And that workspace could be anything from opening up a browser and logging on to Liquid's uh, own workspace, fully customizable, uninterrupted uh, access. Uh, you can 
load our client, which has a very, very low footprint on your, uh, on your uh, device and work from there. Or we can integrate with uh, the likes of Microsoft Teams, SharePoint, your own intranet, a third party intranet, a portal, you name it. We can provision applications that, you know, in a, in a format that most suits you and provide that uh, uninterrupted no matter what happens on the back end. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. You, you said a couple of things there that, that I thought were really interesting and, and powerful. You said flexible and you said open. And I think those are two really key points when talking about, you know, kind of the modern workspace and, and really ensuring a seamless experience for, for the end users. So, so I'd like to take a, a few minutes and kind of unpack that a little bit. And if we could look at, you know, bringing that into actual use cases. So you guys have done a lot. You had mentioned, you know, over 400 customers. Majority of those are, are in, in Europe. Right. So what I'd like to see, if you can kind of expand that a little bit, you're looking to expand over to the U.S. markets. You know, what what use cases, what verticals are you looking to target with the platform? And if you can kind of drill that into maybe providing, you know, a few examples as to how the technology you know, helped make, you know, migrations more seamless for users or, you know, just kind of give us some examples there. I think I think would be really good to, to demonstrate the flexibility and the openness of the platform. Sure. So I, I think right now, you know, our strategy is to align with, you know, the, the, the partners, the ISVs that really need some help in delivering their technology. Case in point, um, you know, you have Microsoft uh, Windows Virtual Desktop that runs on Azure. Um, typically, you know, you need to convert your existing uh, applications into MSIX for them to run a native Windows Virtual Desktop. Uh, what we do is we can provide the technology to convert those applications, but not every application can convert to Microsoft MSIX AppAttach. So what we can do is we can convert those applications into a myriad of different packages, if you will, uh, and still deliver those applications within Windows Virtual Desktop by converting them to, let's say, an AppV sequence or an MSI, if it isn't already in an MSI, uh, and, and still provision them in Windows Virtual Desktop. So from that perspective, I would say, you know, there's no specific vertical uh, that we run, uh, that we're focusing on, although we do, uh, for some reason, have a lot of um, financial services organizations that we're working with right now, insurance. Um, we've been very successful in... Um, in Europe with a lot of education and healthcare um, organizations because delivering applications in a, you know, in a, in a workspace that's um, uh, decoupled from the back end, having a lot of users and being able to access applications without, you know, let's, let's face it, messing up <laughs> things on the back end, um, but delivering a, a very, um, uh, you know, easy to, to access, um, you know, single place to get your applications, um, those, um, you know, types of organizations seem to really benefit from what we've done. However, we're seeing it just start to explode. Yeah, so let's take a real world example for that. Um, so I got some questions like, okay, so you want to go to the cloud. What's the first thing you need to do? Build up something, right? And I recently had a look into well, one of our solutions we will we'll be comparing with 
every now and then we, we are compared with them. So setting up their solution in the cloud was like a 40 page manual to set it up. And the difference with, other, with, us, with us is, so simply deploy our agent in it and you're done because it's already connected. You don't need to do anything. So we could connect to stuff and then we can move stuff around. So the idea around this is what a lot of our customers are doing. It's like, okay, and I, I'm taking an example of the number five city in the Netherlands, uh, Eindhoven. Um, so they are famous for their high quality, high skill, uh, not football, by the way, but uh, uh, technology. So there are the Philips uh, headquarters, for instance. So uh, a lot of technical companies are there. They had a state-of-the-art system running on uh, Nutanix and VMware. Um, but yeah, they looked at it and they saw like, okay, there's just 60% of coverage on our platform on VDI. So for the rest of the use, like the other 40%, we do something else. And that was a little bit of an issue for them because, well, we, we've spent an awful lot of money on a system that doesn't cut it just right. So what they did was, okay, they made a plan. So they bought their hardware for like five years, what a typical company will do, roughly five to seven years, sometimes three if you have a lot of money. They say, well, we're not going to phase it out just now. They stick liquid into it. We manage that platform, read out all the applications that are available. But at the meantime, already started building on a WVD environment with MSIX, with uh, a Microsoft 365 for the endpoints, uh, including Intune. And we were the glue in the middle. So we are actually managing the surface devices and all users run on local apps. But when they work from home, for every secure, high secure app, we will redirect them to the VMware platform. And for every non-secure, high, highly secure app, we'll revert them to WVD. And for the end user, it's a simple platform. They are running it, by the way, in SharePoint, using it as an end-to-end workspace. Um, but we are that glue in the middle to stick it all out. And we enabled them to do a migration to something new without taking the pain of destroying what you already have, what, you, what has taken years to build up. So I think that's one of the powers that we have. And it's one of the examples also available on our website. So um, one thing I'm, I'm going to do is think about, you mentioned WVD, you mentioned some other players too. And so since Liquid seems to cover a lot of bases, except for the broker part, how does Liquid fit into the mix with, with the big EUC players? That's a good question. <laughs> this is a question I get quite often. Um, so, um, well, a real-world scenario we had is like, okay, um, if you look at, at, at the big EUC players like VMware or Citrix, um, I'm a Citrix guy myself or a VDI guy and I love it, but there are some limitations. So looking at the endpoints, um, there are some things that they don't do just quite right. And, it's all, and also centralized like flexibility, but you get also a major vendor lock-in in a, in a lot of times. So recently we talked to a US customer who said, well, we have a VMware platform, we have a Citrix platform, how can we combine it that if a user goes from location A to location B, the user will move from Citrix to VMware, but the user always gets frustrated and stuck. So we can do that in between. So for us, there is no right or wrong, good or false. It's, it's always, you can choose what you want. And I think that's the way we fit in. If you want to work with System Center, fine by us. If you want to work with Ivanti, fine by us. If you want to work with Citrix, VMware, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, fine by us. Let us help you create that ultimate hybrid environment and then everybody is happy. And what we can do is, is, is move away those politics inside the company. Yeah, we shouldn't do that because we have Citrix, correct? Well, let's try it. Let's see what the user impact is, nothing. Let's do it. 
So we are partners in all sorts, and sometimes we compete, but we are not a virtualization platform. So we don't deliver a hypervisor or a virtualization platform uh, like uh, Zen app or Zen desktop or uh, View Horizon. Um, so we need to rely on those parties in that case. And it can be on-premise in the cloud. So basically we are competitors a little bit and also we are friends. Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. And I think, I think that's part of the, the kind of the partnership. And like you had mentioned, you know, not, not having the, the broker or virtualization technology allows, allows them to focus on what they're, what they're really good at and kind of built on as a platform for so many years. And you're able to kind of sit on top and, and become uh, an aggregator, really, really an, an aggregator with intelligence, right, is, is what I see from, from our conversation. So, so kind of thinking about that and, and looking at how, you know, Liquid enables kind of that seamless experience, you know, what protections exist? Because when you think about, you know, today, it's, it's, it's the world's ever changing, right? It's a mashup of technologies. You had mentioned it before. Folks are using OneDrive, they're using ShareFile, they're using Box, they're using different, uh, different uh, security solutions. And, and, and the more and more Microsoft continues to bake in, just makes it more of a, a mashup, right? So kind of understanding how you can, how you guys are looking to balance both flexibility and security and what protections exist in the platform would, would be very interesting, I think, for the, uh, for the listeners. Yeah, I, I understand that question. Of course, um, security is for every company very special. So um, we need to focus on that. Um, we do uh, uh, every day. Every year we do several pen tests. So our secure, uh, our solution, of course, is checked. We think it's secure. Um, so we encrypt every piece of information. But on the endpoints, yeah, uh, you can have basically the freedom to choose to choose whatever you want to do with it. So let's make an example. I am on my corporate laptop. So our solution can be extremely flexible. So my corporate la laptop. I can simply say, okay, you're allowed to run these kind of applications only where you're in the office on my local laptop. And as soon as you're out of the office, we revert the users to an alternative version of that application. So that might be a Citrix app. We call those things smart icons. At the same time, we can do uh, deployments or configurations on that endpoint. And we can do that because we're not uh, relying on VPN sessions. We're connected via port 443. So as long as the user has an internet connection, we can update, push, configure the firewall rules, antivirus, do some local uh, acting on the system, lock down some stuff. Basically, you can configure everything on an endpoint. Um, what makes it different from solutions like, uh, for instance, Intune, which I quite frankly like pretty much, but they don't do complex apps. And it's a pretty static solution. So you set a, a set of policies. But it's not like when you move around, the set of policies will change. So we change immediately. So within a couple of seconds, most likely within, uh, within a second, when you click around something, everything within Liquid is changed. We re redesigned how we work every second again. So we are sure that you always get the right option for the right moment, the right printer, the right security setting, the right application. So for the endpoint perspective, extremely secure, of course. We can also run our agent and our solution inside a VDI machine, um, exactly the same result. And from our perspective, from our end, of course, we do everything encrypted, secured with certificates. Um, yeah, you, that you need to test yourself, of course. <laughs> and that, that's very interesting. You mentioned Smart Icon and you go into a lot of things you can do contextually on the fly, depending on what the user is accessing and where. So can you kind of touch more on your Smart Icon solution? 
Yeah, I can, I can, I can. And that's one of the of the killer features I think we have. Um, so what's what's difficult for a lot of users? So I can compare it to uh, VMware Workspace ONE, which is, by the way, also a great solution, but or any other solution. When you log on to a system like that, um, you need to check, am I on an iPhone or am I on a, uh, on a MacBook or am I on a physical laptop? And then you need to think yourself, where should I click on? And then you have to think, is this application already available on my device? Large smart icons contain everything. So the, the, the flexibility is really hard to explain, of course, in, in a, in a non-visual uh, session. Um, but what our smart icons will do? Of course, distribution, installation, configuration, and running the app, all in one. No matter where I am in the world, I click on it, and we will download, update, install, and configure the apps. But everything you can do within Liquid is context-based, attribute-based, role-based, and we combine it into a context. So every everything so is, is flexible. So that's why we call the company Liquid. So an idea is I am an end user. I'm in my office. I have, an, I have a laptop. I click on my Excel application. Or let's take SAP. I click on SAP. We will detect, oh, so you're in the office. We will install, configure, and update your SAP client if required. And then we'll run the SAP client on your local machine. Now, I'm the same user. I'm going out of my office. I will go to my portal again uh, on my workspace. And I, uh, I'm logged on. And Liquid already detected, hey, you're external. We automatically set up a VPN session for you without the user seeing it or noticing it. So there's not an always on VPN. It's something we work together with, like Cisco or Juniper, whatever you want to use. We can trigger it. Then the user will click on the exact same icon. We will launch the SAP client on the local system. Now I'm moving away to an unsecure location or to an alternative device. I can click on the exact same icon. We will first check or do something on the local device to secure it. And in any other case, we will serve the user or a web page, or we will serve the user um, a Citrix session, full single sign-on experience. So the user, the result for the end user is, I don't have to think about it, what I want to do. I simply click on it, I will run it. The result is the user can always do its job as long as the user will see the icon. Just one icon per app. And for the system administrator, I have total flexibility what app to deliver where and how, no matter if it's software as a service, locally installed, in the cloud, on-premise, Citrix, VMware, Amazon, you have the total freedom, which gives you the possibilities to set an up app up on Citrix, but already start working on a WVD system and migrate a portion of your users for that specific app in a specific scenario. And if it doesn't work, you can roll it back with a simple snapshot. It's that easy. And I think for the end user, finally, no more questions. Do you want to configure? Do you want to update? Do you want to install? Oh, we need to update your Citrix receiver. And uh, just got me a pop-up right here right now. So full end-to-end -end IT like water from a tap experience for an end user. And for the IT administrator, it will give you the extreme flexibility you just need in some cases. Yeah, and that's kind of something that, that, that actually, you know, it was funny. I, I was... Uh, I was thinking about as as you'd mentioned, uh, you know, Liquid. I was wondering, and, and you know, early on when I was I saw the company, like, you know, where's that where's that name come in? And then you, and you kind of just laid it out. It's like you know, flexible, like like Liquid. And I, I thought that was that was pretty neat, kind of how that how that came together there. So so you mentioned you know a lot of these advanced technologies, right? And some of those kind of lean into areas around. There's some automation pieces there. There's some there's some tie into user environment management. 
and, uh, and things, things like that. So, so do you see your, do you see, uh, you know, or do you feel, I guess, that, that customers, you know, when using liquid on top of some of the partner EUC solutions that we've mentioned, you know, VMware, uh, Citrix, for example, uh, or even, you know, Parallels or Microsoft WVD, do you feel like they can drop their licensing down to possibly a lower level, really focusing on kind of the broker and protocol, and then look to leverage more of the workspace, contact, security and provisioning tech uh, from Liquid? Yeah, I, I pretty much think so, yeah. And I think that is also how you should look like a works, uh, look at a workspace, because I think that's also what Microsoft is doing. So it's like Microsoft 365, subscription-based, local where possible, centralized when required. And I think um, solutions like uh, Citrix or VMware are great VDI solutions, but extremely well, highly high-priced, basically. So what we try to offer is also from our, our licensing perspective, um, the flexibility. So our license is valid on all platforms. For If you have a user license, it's valid on all your platforms. So we want to give you the feeling of freedom. So I can set up a Citrix environment. Um, let's call it Citrix because I love them. For like 100% of my users instead of 200%. When 100% is full or their system is down, we can redirect the users into the cloud on Windows Virtual Desktop. And we can spin up those machines, we can fire up the applications, and the user will simply click on the applications or even a desktop and will we'll hardly notice any difference. So now you don't need that 100% of licensing anymore or that extra licensing or extra hardware, or even scale down into the hybrid mode. So some other scenarios we can do, we can uh, create uh, uh, icons that can drag stuff into your virtualized environment. So work in a local app, but sometimes that uh, specific other portion that requires an app is located inside a Citrix environment. Let's drag it in. I don't always need a virtualized desktop anymore. So I can work locally when possible, centralized when required, when necessary. And I think that, that, that you can dramatically scale down on licensing costs on Microsoft, on hardware, but also on your virtualization platforms in any case. And then go to the cloud and spin up some, some machines just when you need them. Not always. Keep some machines, of course, running, but the other part is simply down. So you can save a lot of money. And we've got a ton of cases, of course, on a website um, where people say, well, how much they've just saved. And it's, 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 sometimes it's insane. Yeah, no, that makes that that's that's good to kind of hear that about those about those use cases. And, and I definitely think it makes sense. You know, obviously, every customer scenario is different. But you know, when you think about kind of like just the customer landscapes in general, like typically they have, they end up over time grabbing you know, different EUC solutions, especially with, with Microsoft WVD and it almost being included, right? As customers you know, move forward with kind of the 365 journey, right? It, you're starting, it's almost a disservice to the organization to not at least test, right? And, and start doing some functional testing there. And, and maybe it makes sense to use that technology for a for the low hanging fruit or a subset of those use cases in the organization. So it sounds like with, with liquid, if, if you were, you know, a customer that was doing that, you'd have the ability to kind of aggregate those two environments with a seamless experience. So I definitely think that, that, that makes sense. And then also thinking about just, you had mentioned Citrix there. I mean, I think their vision is really about flexibility and openness as well. So there's definitely seems like there's some good, good synergy there. Although I, yeah. I would definitely like to see, you know, their workspace aggregate uh, both both environments like that. And, and that's not something that that's that's there today. So it definitely uh, seems like a good good opportunity there. Yeah, I think of other, other things also like, okay, um, Teams, Microsoft Teams, it can run in Citrix or VMware or on WVD. Um, but videos are getting, of course, of course, a bit difficult. 
what are your first thing you're going to do um, as a VDI specialist? I would say, well, buy some uh, uh, GPUs inside my servers, which are kind of expensive, of course. Not only the hardware, but also the licensing. Are you going to do that for all of your users or just a portion of your users? Well, let's take Microsoft Teams or Zoom for that matter offline and let's take it on your local system and then also work from there. So you don't need to buy those the graphic machines again. You can take it one step further. Your task workers will run on a standard RDS platform, but your power users will run on a Citrus platform. And you can move things around like that all the time. And some other stupid scenarios. So we had an, uh, an, an idea from Microsoft. So they had an issue with migrating a customer to the cloud. And the issue was probably um, they had a local AD and Azure AD, but it was simply too complex to migrate it all at once. Um, so we are able to connect to multiple Azure ADs and local ADs at the same time into one system. So we can, you can go push forward to something new without taking the pain of doing something you have to do. We can also be that in-between scenario like, okay, still AD on-premise, Azure AD already running, but not for the full company. We're still playing around with it a little bit. So we can add in, in-between solution. Already something in the cloud running, but not all of it. And I think that is true powerful for a sysadmin. So you don't have those big projects anymore. Those things like, okay, we have to do it here and now, but we don't have a plan. It's going to take long weekends. So smaller projects, but more fun, more uh, more forward progression. So let's kind of uh, switch gears uh, a little bit uh, about monitoring in, in your stack. Um, since you're, you know, basically an entry point for, you know, identity apps, desktops, you know, different connections. Is there any monitoring built into the platform, any predictive analytics to kind of help with detect the user or even once the user um, launches whatever session or application they're using to make sure they're getting a good end user experience? Yeah, there is some, uh, some monitoring, of course. Um, monitoring is not exactly uh, uh, what we focus on. Um, but that said, um, we do things the liquid way. <laughs> what do I mean with that? We have a ton of information about every client available um, running your system. We upload those uh, details into a Power BI environment, which you can create your own dashboard, your own uh, information routines around it, and of course, inject it into alternative systems. So instead of doing it all ourselves, we use the power of Microsoft in this case, and we upload the, that stuff so you can crunch your own data, create your own ideas around it. And I think that's the flexibility you want again. So not just information we can provide, but combine our information with information on alternative solution in like a more modern way. So yeah, we provide that. Yeah, it's good to it's good to hear the flexibility there on the monitoring side. Uh, you know, I do see a lot of folks uh, you know have access to that platform and allows them to kind of you know kind of create custom reports and whatnot. But uh, I do do you do you see yourselves uh, as we talk about monitoring? You know, you're seeing more and more companies, uh, and I kind of have a different opinion, I guess, and what some of the folks are doing on the monitoring side around you know this remote workforce and monitoring those and uh, you know those those employees and team members when they're at home and kind of it's almost like just getting a little too. Uh, too much data, right, about what they're actually doing and how they're spending their time from a productivity standpoint. I guess there's different yeah. ways to look at that, you know, with the culture shift and stuff. But, you know, are you guys pulling any of that sort of data or you're more focused around, you know, the contextual awareness and how often they're launching things and like that? Because I, I do see there's there's some value. And boy, if you can tell them, if you can tell the organization and say, hey, you have Citrix, you have WBD, you have a little bit of VMware, but, you know, based on these peak times and when when things are being launched, really could kind of 
trim up some of that VMware licensing and, and go with WBD because you have those trends and, and what they're actually clicking on and some of that context there. So is, that, is some of that information in there or is that something what direction you're looking to go? Yeah, now we're not looking at, of course, the end users, what they're doing, because uh, we trust these guys that they will do the jobs. Um, I wouldn't be happy if my boss was tracking me all the time what I was doing. So um, that's something we don't do. But yeah, we have information about, okay, how many times is an app launched on which platform? Uh, how many times does it was successful? Which versions are run? Uh, is it up to date? How much time did a user uh, work in the application like that? So yeah, we've got a ton of information, but also about the systems and also about the platform where things went right or wrong. And also in the, uh, all in the graphic user interface. Um, and then again, on the other hand, we have our API available. So if you don't like our information, uh, we give you the freedom to, to query your own machines and to fill out your own information. So we have basically access to all that information what's available in your system. It's up to you what you get out of it. Um, but from our perspective, we focus about delivering apps and uh, uh, updates and services on the endpoint machines or in virtualized environments, we gather around information like, okay, how is, uh, how is it being used? Is it working correctly or is something wrong with it? We don't gather any real user statistics like, okay, how, how long am I working in a specific field? Which kind of department is, is slacking a little bit uh, during daytime? So we don't focus on that part. We just uh, focus on, is my platform up and running? Is my, are my machines compliant? Are things uh, happy sailing over there? Sweet. Yeah. Thanks for giving a little bit more details there. So one feature that, that, that really caught my attention um, when we were kind of going through the overview uh, was the ability, and again, it's following that theme of flexibility, but was the ability to take the liquid workspace and drop that into existing interfaces that and in, you know, workspaces or, uh, you know, that customers have. So for instance, Teams, SharePoint, uh, maybe there's customer specific portals that they have uh, in their location and how they aggregate the different technologies there. So can you talk to us a little bit more uh, and why you went into that direction? And, and I guess, and also I'm sure the technical folks would be wondering, you know, how much development effort is required to get this going? Yeah, um, there are a couple of questions, I think pretty good ones. So to start off with the first one, why did we went into that area? Well, I think we are great in delivering the technical workspace, the technical part of it. But what we've seen in Europe are basically two streams of, people working around in IT, the communication and HR departments, and then you have the tech people. They both do their own, their own things. So the communication department is always looking for collaboration, integration, communication, uh, delivering information and communicating with your colleagues. And how do they do that? Well, in several platforms like uh, SharePoint, in portals, Microsoft Teams, it's just like great for meetings or Zoom or whatever you have. And then you have the IT department which will always deploy and deliver an app somewhere. And where are the users working all day long in? Not in their internet, not on the SharePoint. They are working inside of their starting or inside their apps. So we thought, why shouldn't we aggregating these two? So now you can choose your own front end because people will trust and, and like what I already know for years from, uh, from their company. Let's introduce all their apps from there. So I can go to my Microsoft Teams, even online, and as soon as I log in in Teams, you will log in into your workspace, into your apps. We will decide which apps are available and how are they operating using our smart icons and do all the updates on your local system when required. I don't have to think about it anymore. So you get two worlds together. Your communication department is happy because people are using your internet or using Microsoft Teams better because it's their workspace. And when as soon as you get a new device, you simply go to Teams or your SharePoint or your intranet or your portal, whatever you want to use. You want to use ServiceNow? Be my guest. So you can simply do your job. 
I log on to there or a new device, I can find my stuff. And that's the thing that, uh, and, and that's also the reason that we went there. And the other question was, of course, how complex is it to create something? Well, we provide you with the APIs or help you even with it to set up something. Um, but basically, if you have a website or a portal or a solution, which allows us to run a widget or a specific app, you can run all your apps in it. And that will be, will be your workspace. So it's all documented. It's extremely easy to implement. So for instance, setting up uh, Microsoft Teams uh, with Liquid is just a two minute job. And SharePoint, I think five. So it's extremely easy. So um, so you're, you're more of a, a complementing technology to those so like Citrix, VMware, Nutanix, Microsoft. Um, kind of think, you know, why, you know, you mentioned some good things on here, but overall looking, why would someone add liquid to their environment? Um, is it, you know, kind of more, do you feel about it's uh, to help extend the overall platform to help fill gaps, to make it kind of that one fluid workspace? Um, you know, things around automation, UAM and app packaging. So can, can I talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so why would you choose for Liquid? Well, first of all, it's the flexibility. Um, well, we've talked about that quite a lot, so I'll skip that part. And then we can look into different solutions. So if, I look, if I'm looking at Citrix, and I don't want to just look at Citrix, they do have the workspace, but their workspace solution is great, um, but you have the full shebang, the whole shebang. So you have workspace, the enterprise licensing, you need the net scalers, you need Citrix, you need the uh, SBZ or 3DI solution uh, a lot of the times, you know, you need something like Zen Mobile. There are a ton of solutions and those are expensive. You need to all to manage them separately. So we are basically that solution will deliver it all in one, but don't do the brokering. But we are extremely flexible also in delivering stuff on the endpoint. That is where Citrix most likely will lack some of the features. And we didn't even talk about a setup store, but just might come in handy later. In VMware, the same thing. You have to have AirWatch, you have to have uh, an RDS platform if you want to run uh, server-based computing. You want to have, you need to have VDI. You need to have a, a workspace management solution. So that basically are a ton of solution. And then looking at the endpoints, Windows 10 management on your endpoint, that is not their cup of tea. So the whole folks or everybody is looking at Microsoft. What's Microsoft doing then? Let's look at Intune. Great solution, but they lack the flexibility in going into uh, full deployment. So like complex MSIs, uh, complex application structures flexible policies on workspace management. They do it pretty much static, like uh, uh, System Center did it previously. System Center did like a little bit of guesstimate. Now I, I wanna move from room A to room B and I want to have my exact printer application configuration and Wi-Fi configuration right here, right now, not in like 15 minutes. I wanna start my meeting now. So there are different arguments to look at Liquid, but primarily I think it's the flexibility the possibility for Windows 10 endpoint management anywhere around the world, including uh, management and delivery of your golden images, of your workspace management inside your VDI or SPC machines, on-premise and in the cloud. For us, it's all the same. So we take one license to manage that whole stack instead of buying a little bit of pieces everywhere and then enhance it with extreme flexibility. So I think that makes a difference. Yeah, it definitely does. When you add in the additional features that you mentioned, it, it makes sense why someone would, would at minimum, you know, take a look at, at, at extending the platform. Um, so it's fun, you know, when you're, you're doing a podcast, right, there, there's not any visual from a demo perspective and kind of get to use your imagination. But uh, I guess to kind of help paint the picture for folks, 
know, could you spend a, just a minute or two, just kind of talk, you know, let's, let's talk about the architecture of the liquid workspace, you know, what's included, um, you know, if I'm not mistaken from our conversation, you offer both an on-prem uh, as well as, uh, you know, kind of a platform as a service uh, based offering. So maybe you could talk to both options and, and kind of help create a visual for, for the folks on listening. Yeah, I, it's getting kind of uh, kind of boring, perhaps, but uh, yeah, it's, it's again really flexible. So we do have full on-premise installations, which will pretty much consist of a really small installation, um, six and a half megabytes. Test us if you want to see it. Um, um, and then we have, so of course, a cloud solution. We offer it as a software as a service. Um, and if you work at an IT consulting company or an or host or ISV, ISP or something. Um, we pro will provide also the option that you guys can self-build a cloud solution uh, with Liquid and deliver it to your customers. We also support hybrid scenarios. So um, in the cloud portion, uh, on-premise a little bit, and let the Liquid service talk to each other because they also just need port 443 to communicate. They will self-sync, self-deliver, self-control the stuff. And I think that's what make it, makes it easy. We do also work with connectors. So we work with... Um, so how you set up a new liquid environment is basically, let's download the MSI, let's follow a couple of clicks. You will open up the site, um, which is basically uh, just the site you've just entered. And then the first thing you want to do is connect to your AD or Azure AD for authentication. And we support Azure AD, local AD, ADFS scenarios, basically any LDAP speaking system. Uh, we support SAML authentication, OO2.0 authentication. Again, a lot of flexibility. The second step you want to do is, well, uh, connect to your current IT resources. Let's, let's make things easy. Connect to your current Citrix environment, to your current system center environment, to your current, I don't know, you have RDS or VMware environment. Read out all your applications and publish them in your new workspace. From that point, you're already up and running with Liquid. And then you want to say, well, okay, I'm going to set up uh, a cloud solution uh, uh, for my environment, for me as, a, as an IT consulting company, I'm configure all the apps with flexibility, and now my customer wants an on-prem solution. Well, let's install that for the customer on-premise, make a connector to another liquid workspace environment, and drag out all the applications you have available. So I can simply sync 100 applications, including all their configuration and their filter scenarios, like, okay, this portion is available for iOS, this one is for uh, Windows 10 machines, within just two minutes. So the architecture is, at first sight, um, the, the technical architecture is really easy. How to set it up, at first sight, it looks pretty much pretty complex. But if you dive into it, you will see the true power. And then it's extremely, extremely easy. Set up a new environment will simply take me just five minutes. So with that being said, did um, the technical aptitude to require to learn Liquid, is, you know, sounds like pretty straightforward. Um, if you have like one or two recent customer use cases, can you kind of talk through the setup time and, and so forth about those? Yeah, uh, I can. Um, so uh, the learning curve is there, to be honest. This, this is one of the comments I get every now and then, there is a learning curve. Um, why is that? Well, um, he, uh, I think uh, Shane has seen my demo. It takes a little while to understand what the full potential is of what we can do. And you think, is this, is this really true? Then you're going to narrow it down, okay, what is going to work for me? And then it's getting simpler. But first, you need to understand where can it take me? And then you need to narrow it down, okay, this is where it's going to take us. And then you're going to focus on it. So let's look at a real-world scenario. I think downloading and setting up a new, as, an, uh, as a person who never installed Liquid before, 
you can use our documentation. We have a full, everything's fully documented. Setting up a new liquid environment out of the box, it will take you an hour. Then you've got the basic system up and running, authentication up and running, and, and uh, on Azure AD, and you're good to go. So setting it up for a customer, um, it depends on the scenario, but what we usually do if, if we work with our customers ourselves, we will just offer two days to set up uh, an enhanced POC uh, running. So what do we mean with that? Well, connect to Citrix, plug it into uh, SharePoint or Teams or whatever you want to use, set up your authentication, set up multi-factor authentication, and deliver like 20 to 40 apps into Liquid. It will roughly take two days. For a new guy, of course, it will take a little bit more. Um, and we want to see Liquid as the platform not to do a big bang migration anymore. So that's what makes making Liquid different. If you have Ivanti running, let's connect to it. And then when an app is about to being updated or a new version is deployed, let's move it to Liquid then. The application's already accessible via Liquid. We control already what the applications are doing. But now you're going to migrate the complete deployment into Liquid. So you don't have to do that big bang migration anymore. You can set up a Greenfield WVD environment. We can build up those images for you, deliver the applications, and we natively support MSIX and Epitach applications, mount your profile disks into it, um, but still connect on the other hand to your current Citrix environment, leave it running like that, and do Greenfield builds with Liquid. And in the middle, we have those smart icons facilitating it. So real world, it is, if you're really good at it um, and you can find out some of the real cases, it's extremely simple. It takes a little while to get used to the way we think. And to help uh, with that, um, we provide free of, charge free of charge training for partners and of, of course, customers slash potential customers. So we do a full days of hands-on training um, where people get familiar with the flow in liquid. So um, within, after that day, you can do the basic administration and configuration of liquid. So deliver any app, deliver an image, set up filters and, and, and set up everything like context-based access. Yeah, I really like that uh, approach to how you like, don't do big bang, but kind of do it, you know, this way and, and do migrations and, and images. Uh, one of the things that we had on our call, we went over liquid was, uh, image management, and you're not really migrating the images, but you're actually, re, you know, moving the platform of the image. So can you kind of talk about how you do that when you're taking that image from platform A to platform B and how Liquid handles that? Yeah, if you if you look at, at what an image typically is, of course, it's like a Windows installation. Let's take Windows for an easy example. And what a lot of companies are doing is building everything inside Windows. Um, well, we say, let's take it one step back. Create a simple template machine with just your operating system in it and boot that up. The Liquid agent is in there. And as long as you, if you have that, then Liquid can control it. So on the endpoint, on Windows Virtual Desktop or on Citrix, for us, it's basically one image. So then you, what, what are people doing inside their applications? They're going to package the applications. And what you see is most likely a lot of these days app V packages. And what do we do in app V packages? Cake everything inside an app V bubble every setting, every little piece. And I think that's all already, again, taking away the flexibility of that app fee bubble. So what we do with it, we deliver MSIs uh, or MSIX as the first option. And that's what we prefer because that's new technology. But then we're gonna fall back on traditional solutions. So there are of course some MSI or native installations you need to do in your system. 
or first boot up your machines, Liquid will deploy the apps in there. It will mount the MSI X applications, but as bare metal as possible. And because it's bare metal as possible, you can probably deploy those apps and configurations on all platforms. It doesn't matter which kind of platform, a, a, a Windows endpoint or a Windows uh, well, client endpoint or a server-based endpoint, it doesn't matter because an MSI or installation will run in every variant. Then we make little subtasks below that, like registry settings specifically for Citrix. Then another one specifically for Windows Virtual Desktop. And when you update an application, those settings will probably not change. But we do have an integrated DTAP staging system so you can automatically deploy new versions of your applications inside your systems. But we make such a layered mechanism of your image that it's portable between all interfaces. So uh, the comment I hear quite a lot, okay, well, I have Citrix and you say, well, let's go to WVD and do that hybrid scenario, but it's complex. We have to manage two environments, two, uh, two images. We say, let's manage one image. Let's manage one system. Let's create easy packages, which will run on all platforms. And let's differentiate with our power to inject stuff on the right time, on the right moment. And uh, when the user will log off, it's gone again. And I think then you can get that flexibility you want in your environment. So bare Windows layer, then some apps in it. Uh, MSIX, AppAttach would be the easiest one. And then inject your settings you just need. And then you have the true flexibility. And I think that's going to be the future. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I, I definitely agree with that. I and mean, when you look at the traditional image management, when folks are moving from, you know, on-prem to Azure, for instance, they're, you know, looking to migrate that image typically. And not everyone's doing that, right? I mean, more more and more organizations, I think, are starting to become, you know, more, more DevOps focused. While that's happening on the infrastructure side, it's starting to make its way over into, into the traditional IT. So, so that that mentality of moving that image is kind of garbage in, garbage out, right? If you're if you're when you move from kind of that not so fluid environment that's that's on prem and traditional infrastructure. Again, it depends what you're running on, right? If you're running on a Nutanix infrastructure, for instance, that's more fluid, much more fluid yeah. than yeah. traditional infrastructure. But you know, you instead of taking that image and, and bringing it in the way it is, being able to refactor and that that methodology around grab a brand new OS and then drop your settings, drop your apps on it. You can ensure that, that consistency across the board, but oftentimes with, with great flexibility comes super complicated licensing schemes, right? So, yeah. so talk, talk to us a little bit about the licensing for the listeners out there for like, Hey, this stuff, this stuff's badass. You don't want to dig into it. You know, you know, how is it licensed? Is it per user per concurrent session? Can they, you know, have portability across different data centers and resource locations, et cetera. Maybe just give us uh, some details there. Well, let's make things really easy. It's a per user license, um, valid in any data center, on any system, any platform. <laughs> um, well, so, shit, that's good. <laughs> so wait a second, I was expecting a long answer and that didn't, no, that's, uh, no. that's great. So, so, so one more time there. So you're saying it's per user, yeah, is that right? Per user, and you can use it on bring your own devices, laptops, tablets, okay. PCs, your VDI systems, your SBC systems in the cloud, on-premise, your software as a service. Um, you can use it pretty much anywhere because we think as an IT admin, I want it because I can now finally insert something new. So if I have Citrix running and doing workspace management liquid, and I want to go to Windows Virtual Desktop, ah oh crap, do I need to buy new licenses again? That's something I don't like. So let's just, our license is valid. Use it over there, please. And, yeah. Uh, so, 
so with that, with, so that's awesome to, to have that, that flexibility, just tie it to, to the users that are actually using the system, not have to worry about the different locations. Because as we mentioned before, in, in the hybrid world, you're going to you're gonna want to build, you know, your infrastructure across different, either different clouds or different resource locations, right, to, for that resiliency. So, so that's good to know there. What about a community license? You know, a lot of folks in the community, they get excited about the technology, they want to do testing and things like that. Do you offer any kind of a community-based license where someone that's, you know, it doesn't have to be a, you know, a CTP or MVP, you know, it could just be someone that's, that's really interested in the technology and wants to help either evangelize or just learn in the lab. Is there any kind of community license there? Um, yeah, of course. We, um, well, basically you've seen my demos, um, but uh, we do everything live and we trust our systems to run. Um, so yeah, we can provide anybody who is seriously interested in doing something with Liquid, playing around with it, uh, a license. Um, and you can have the full stack just to play around with it. Um, please keep in mind, we can track where the license is being used. So don't use it in any production environments. But yeah, we want to encourage people to, of course, contact us. That's the first, first thing. Um, but then again, we also want to uh, make people try to do something. Let's post it on, uh, on, on, on the socials. Let's show us the power what you can achieve with Liquid. And um, we provide you, and we're also speaking inside some of the WVD communities later this year. And uh, please follow us there. We're going to provide these guys also with a community license and some great incentives will be, will be there uh, if you do something on the social. So, yeah, please. Um, the, the platform is extremely open. We want people to get uh, to know us and want to, see, uh, to, to learn. People, we wanted to show them how powerful it is, and we want them to see and test it for themselves. So I can talk like hours uh, about Liquid. But these guys just need to check it themselves. And please contact us. We'll uh, have a little call or a little chat or an email. Um, and we're going to set up something for you. So um, let's kind of talk about futures then. So that's really good about the community license thing. So with futures, though, you know, where do you see Liquid in the next two to three years? You know, kind of give us kind of a, a peek in, into Liquid's future. Yeah, of course, I can't say too much about our roadmap, um, but um, there is, hey, of course... It's just us. We're all friends here. You can tell us anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, uh, um, we are pretty open. Um, so a portion of a roadmap, um, that's most likely the short-term roadmap, is uh, is just published on a site. You can find it on our website, and there you can see what are we going uh, are about to deliver. So in January, we're going to gonna do a major update. We're going to do a full overhaul of our front end. Um, which makes it a little bit more enterprise look and feel. It also gives us the ability to deliver um, well, some great new technologies, of course, which I can't talk a lot about. Um, so what is going to, uh, the future going to bring us? Well, Liquid is pretty much community driven. Um, so that said, we have a feedback portal, which you can post your feedback on for customers and partners. And we listen to our community. And if they have a great idea, we're going to build it and you can vote on it. And the more votes it gets, uh, the more priority it will get from our developers. So if our people are getting successful with selling and setting up Liquid, we are going to be successful. Um, of course, well, there are going to be a lot of changes. We are going to focus on yeah, some really cool stuff like um, let users without it's even in your Liquid system uh, uh, already, uh, let people select an app which uh, they can select from a store. It will be automatically configured inside Liquid Workspace and then delivered on your endpoint. So the IT administrator doesn't have to do anything anymore with apps. Um, some single sign-on enhancements, but also integration with create new external partners I cannot talk about, but we 
belief in the spider effect, the web effect. So we're going to interconnect to a lot of new systems in the near future. Um, so we are spreading in, in all ways. And perhaps if you're still there, Chuck, you can talk about our plans in, uh, in the States for now. What, what are your focus on? Yeah, so our focus uh, right now is aligning with our um, uh, independent software vendor partners and um, working with some of their um, customers that are, are struggling to adopt and adapt, um, which we're working with several right now. Um, and that, what I mean by that is uh, Windows Virtual Desktop, uh, Amazon AppStream, and, um, and Google uh, Workspace and things like that. Uh, we are also aligning with some of the uh, portal vendors that provide a, um, you know, basically a portal that we can integrate with to deliver um, applications. Uh, and, um, you know, we're, we're um, looking for new uh, and, and um, exciting relationships with ISVs that we just can't talk about right now, but nonetheless, um, uh, more on the, um, the large enterprise um, delivery standpoint. So uh, I, I liked about the, the community stuff and how open you guys are and flexible. Um, and also too, that everything's right there training wise on the website. And we, we said about community as well uh, was really great and being able to, you know, help vote to prioritize features and so forth. Is there anything that we didn't cover today um, that you would like our listeners to know before we wrap things up? Uh, I got one one little thing, but uh, it just struck me. Um, we were talking about packages and packagers, of course. And, and the one thing that I uh, uh, I find funny is that most usually uh, a packager is a junior function within the team. And I think it's one of the most junior functions, functions you just might get because when you have a good, clean package, it's so extremely powerful. So I think... Uh, uh, Let's make let's let's introduce a packager day, World Packager Day, or something that everybody is going to praise uh, the packagers or give them a present or something, just like the sysadmin day, because these guys can do sometimes magic. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing I want to say. <laughs> this is a sidestep, of course. No, I can like you? that because a lot of the time I say that packaging is more of an art than than a science, and you know it takes some really talented people to get some of those packages right. So I, I like that. Yeah, and same here. Yeah. We have a, um, a an app store that is uh, loaded with uh, over 3,500 applications, uh, commercial off-the-shelf applications, and we continue to work on um, enhancing it, uh, focusing on um, broadening our, our the number of applications. We take suggestions all the time in terms of um, different applications that... Um, you know, certain uh, companies are, are struggling with. So from that perspective, uh, to round out our complete enterprise uh, solution, and I don't mean uh, just for large enterprises, I mean, our, our product both scales up and down. Um, but uh, as a solution, uh, we wanna be able to automate most of, if not all of those tedious tasks that, um, that uh, are plaguing uh, both IT and the users uh, from really kind of innovating and getting their work done. Awesome. 
Nice. And before we we close things out, uh, Shane, uh, anything else you'd like to ask or add before we we close things down? Yeah, no, n- nothing, nothing particularly. I I just think it's uh, it's definitely uh, an exciting technology. You know. Uh, different than, than kind of what's out there. And it, it helps solve a need uh, that I particularly see in the field. And, and I'm always looking to, for technologies that, that help customers and make, make their life easier for the customer as well as, as well as the end users. So, so for me, this is exciting to, to kind of see what's there today and, and, and kind of watch the journey over the next, uh, the next few years about some of these exciting uh, add-ons that, uh, that uh, Nico was, was mentioning and, uh, and Chuck as well. So no, I appreciate uh, appreciate uh, you know everyone listening and and uh, hope you got some bits out of it. Anything there, Jarian? Nope, that, that's great. And with that, we're going to wrap things up for today. Uh, thank you to Nico and Chuck for our, for joining us from Liquid today. Uh, it was really good stuff. I'm I'm glad I got introduced to Liquid by Shane because it's definitely um, uh, on a different level than, than some of the other workspaces out there. Uh, and so with that, I like to wish our listeners a happy holidays. Um, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you. Take care, everybody. Happy holidays. Again. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for having us.